Today, I want to talk about the messages that you are listening to. And I want you to evaluate whether they are helping you or hurting you. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. So back in March of 2023, I was sat in the Frankfurt airport between flights. So I had just come from Dublin airport and I was on my way to split Croatia to settle there for three months. You know, I had some time between connecting flights. I get off the plane. I've got my laptop with me, of course, as always. I sat down at this little like cafe to get some work done. And I happen to look up and I see, you know, those wall decals that say, you know, words on them, like some say live, laugh, love, or or whatever you have that you can put up on your walls. And so there were these coffee related ones put up in the cafe across from me. So I look up from my laptop, just happen to glance up and I see this and it says a morning without coffee is like sleep. Huh. Interesting. And the next one said, given enough coffee, I could rule the world. And so it distracted me. I am very easy to distract, (laughs) but it distracted me from what I was doing at the moment because I started thinking, okay, this is interesting. You know, the coffee industry is huge. I am drinking coffee as I record this podcast episode. I don't drink a ton of coffee, but it is a huge industry, right? And it's a huge thing that for most of us has something to do with our identity. You know, I'm a one cup of coffee in the morning person. I drink tons of coffee all day long. I drink my coffee black. I have a huge caramel macchiato, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, a lot of people drink coffee. However, we don't have a consensus on how damaging coffee is really. You know, most of us know it's not 100% healthy. We know that the body doesn't need a lot of caffeine. We should really only be having a cup, if that. You know, many people have cut it out. Some of my friends have cut it out and I applaud them. It's not great necessarily for our bodies. And I'm not going to get into a whole scientific thing here because I just don't know. But, you know, I am a coffee drinker. I have one cup in the morning, occasionally another cup in the afternoon. I am one of those people that can have coffee late and still sleep, but I don't get drawn to having it multiple times a day. I know that I don't need it. It's just a part of my morning routine and my habit. It's just synonymous, right? With struggling out of bed and being, oh God, I'm so tired. I need coffee. You know, don't talk to me before my coffee. All of these messages that we know and have seen around coffee. And it just got me thinking, what other messages are we taking in, in all sectors without ever stopping to think about them? From here, my brain quickly switched to alcohol messaging. We get bombarded with just scenes of fun associated with alcohol. You know, life is going well, celebrate with alcohol. Life has gone to shit, drown your sorrows in alcohol. It's raining outside, you know, stay inside and have a drink by the fire. It's beautiful outside and sunny, go out on the patio, have a drink in the sun. Movies, advertising, parties, you know, all the time people having a grand old time. And in real life, it's usually a killer hangover and a ton of anxiety, you know, the next day, like, oh shit, what did I say? What did I 
do? What happened last night? You know, this is not meant to be a lecture on the dangers of alcohol or caffeine or all that. You know, I consume both at this time. I don't know what my future holds, but it just makes me think about the messaging and how so much of our lives are dictated and sort of angled toward or against messaging that we received from others. So I would encourage you to spend some time reflecting and kind of taking apart beliefs that you have about life, about so many things in life, and examining where did those beliefs come from? Do you actually believe those? And if not, how can you do the work to get rid of some of those beliefs that are limiting you? I had to do this in my 30s. You know, I was in a long-term relationship from 22 to 30. And then in my early 30s, just did so much reflection and had so much personal growth and therapy. But to go back and examine how much of my life I had sort of lived on autopilot based on the messages that were given by society, right? So where to live, how to live, you know, gosh, there's everyone wants to tell you how you should live your life, you know, who you should marry. You know, we all talk about finding somebody who looks good, you know, or they're good on paper, but like who we should marry is often dictated by who other people think that we should marry. When to marry is often dictated by when the people around us are getting married, what a relationship should look like. There's all these hashtags, relationship goals, couples goals. What is that really? (laughs) You know, where do we actually get good wisdom on what a relationship should actually look like. We're told how to dress, how to style our hair, how to fit in so that we don't rock the boat. But then other people were telling us, oh, well, don't be too complacent. You know, you should stand out and make your own way in the world, but only just enough, you know, like so that you don't rock the boat too much. So all of these things, it's just confusing as hell if you think about all the messaging that we take in from society, from our community. And now that we've got um, the internet connecting us to people all over, it's become so much more global. You know, we're getting messages from social media, from everywhere. And if you don't take the time to stop and recognize these, it can get really scary because you just absorb them. The same way that kids learn language, you know, just by absorbing it as they're young, you know, effortlessly, right? So I speak Spanish now, but it was grueling to learn Spanish as an adult versus the way that a kid raised in a Spanish-speaking country and just learned Spanish just by absorbing it, by being around it. We observe all these messages just by being around them. And if you're not paying attention, you'll absorb all this stuff that doesn't even really, it's not you. You don't necessarily think that way, or you may for a while and then decide to change. So of course, this led me to thinking about the messaging around work, right? So much messaging around what is a safe job and what is not a safe job. You know, I was taught, get good grades, go to college so you can get a good job. That meant a W-2 job, of course. That meant a nine to five. That meant working in an office. That meant having stability. And I say that with air quotes because in my experience now, I find a W-2 job to not be safe, you know, for me personally. I can't deal with that ever again because I got laid off from a job. And that taught me that, whoa, it's way better to be, you know, freelancing and have multiple streams of income and to be to know that my career is in my own hands than to have someone just decide one day, we've managed the company like shit. So we're going to now cut 30% of our staff. Boom, gone, you know? So, you know, and I grew up in Ohio 
And I get it. I'm not mad at my parents or society. People tend to stay with what they know and they stay with what's comfortable. And for many years, it was safe and comfortable to have an employer, to have your paycheck every two weeks. You knew exactly how much you were making. Every like stability was the goal. Just safety was the goal. Working for someone else, being told what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Every two weeks, clockwork, your check arrives, you sort it all out, you pay all your bills and then go back to work. You know, same thing day in, day out. That to me would be hell. It was hell for many years. I don't discount it for everyone. And that's like something I just want to be very clear about. Like, I'm not trying to say that everyone has to give that up. It's We need all sorts of people and we need to make space for that and to allow this. For some people, that is the goal. That is comfort. This is for my people who are feeling like that is, you know, stifling and they want something else, but you maybe just can't decide. You're like, I don't understand why I should want something so different from what everyone else wants. Why can't I be normal? That's where I found myself. And the thing is, it's just about examining that messaging. Of course, you might feel pulled because you're used to getting that and hearing that from everyone, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunts and uncles, whoever went that route, it's so normal. They're not going to be able to understand why you would want something different, something in their eyes, so unsafe, unstable, something that could in their eyes be dangerous for you. At their core, they want safety for you. They want you to be comfortable. And you're going to have to basically work against some of those messages of comfort and stability in order to go out and chase something that you want. You know, nowadays I can't understand it because freelancing allowed me to make more money than I was ever making in a nine to five. Freelancing has allowed me to do work that I love. So I actually show up for work with an attitude of like, I'm so excited to be here versus just, you know, struggling in, struggling back. Freelancing has allowed me to work from anywhere, to travel the world, to live my dreams. It's allowed me, you know, the money to help other people out when they need it. Some of my family and friends and things like that. So I can't imagine not doing this, but I understand how with more time, more kind of maturity and kind of looking back, I can now see where everyone else just wanted me to be stable and comfortable. Like they weren't doing it out of spite. They were doing it because it was the unknown right? So they're trying to keep me safe. But a lot of times we have to break out of this safety zone in order to accomplish big things. And when I look back at the messaging too, I think about who does it benefit to have people in stable nine to five jobs? And it's basically a few people at the top, right? You know, you work for a big company and you're in a situation where no matter how much you contribute, no matter how much your work directly impacts the company's making money. Let's say you have a brilliant idea that helps them to make more. The way most companies are structured, you know, whether they make 20 million or 200 million, your salary doesn't change. You know, you may get a bonus. Maybe not. It doesn't, you know, like people up at the top are benefiting, not sort of the majority at the bottom, the middle levels in a company. So it doesn't make sense for these companies to, or society to encourage that people go out and do their own thing. When you stay in a company, when you stay in the nine to five, like the work that you do benefits them. 
And most of society is set up this way. Most companies are set up this way. So there's not a big messaging push towards taking control of your own life, taking control of your own career. It's sort of the spinning wheel effect, right? You need enough people to spin the wheel so that company profits can be churned out. And in order to keep people in that wheel, the messaging stays the same. Go to university, get a good job, go work for someone else. You know, if you work hard, one day you can, you know, like work your way up and then maybe have, I don't know, whatever they promise, a life, a better salary, you know, retire with whatever in the bank, that sort of thing. But it's just mind boggling to me as I trace the whole process back and think about the disservice that's really done with preaching one specific route to young people. I would really encourage you to just start thinking about where you are in life and the different messages that you received from whomever over the years that have sort of led you to the point where you are today. And then I'd like you to start thinking about where you want to be in the future and where you can find messaging that is going to support you moving in that direction. Because I promise you for everyone out there that is in your life and talking about the stability of a nine to five job, you can find other people a lot of times on YouTube or what have you, other people who are sharing their journeys of making the switch into entrepreneurship, into freelancing, into designing a life for themselves. That's a huge message too that I haven't even talked about. The idea that you can design your life versus just kind of go along with the flow. We're very much taught as young people to stay on a standard track that was designed by generations previously. And just like the world has changed, just like technology has changed, so many things have changed since previous generations. The messaging needs to change as well. What a life looks should look like for you today is going to be very different from what it looked like for your parents' generation or your grandparents' generation because times have simply changed. And I believe strongly that the workplace needs to change as well. I also believe the school system and a lot of other things, but we won't get into all of that today. But think about, you know, like, where do you want to go? And go find people who are doing what you are doing, who can tell you how to get there, who can share some of their stories and their struggles. So much of it starts with realizing and internalizing the message that you can design your life. We're not meant to sort of just be born on this earth, to show up and just drift along until we die. That is, for me, what is so stressful about getting my message out there. Like I stress about reaching more people because I want to tell more people to want to share with more people that they can make their life whatever they want it to be. It's not by sort of just thinking about it and wishing for it. It's literally about deciding on the design. The same way that you would sort of plot out a room and decide, you know, interior design wise, I want these colors on the walls. I want this furniture. I want this, that, and the other. Lives can be designed the same way and they should be. But at least for me, that's never a message that I got until I was well into my thirties. The idea of taking control and designing a life that I wanted, a work style that I wanted, work hours, work place, you know, all those things. And the only regret that I have is that I didn't understand that sooner, that I didn't start designing my life until I was about 32, 33 years old. And that's a shame. I don't want anyone else to wait that long. You know, I want to get this message out to people wherever you are today and start today to decide what you want. But it starts with examining all of the messaging that you've taken in so far. And it's great. I would suggest a simple exercise, just sitting down, notepad, 
and trying to just brainstorm and jot down as many messages that you feel like you can, that you've received. Definitely about the workplace, definitely about the work environment. That's going to help you. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're interested in starting your own freelance business, but also going beyond work and just the societal messages are worth tackling as well, because a lot of times they're all intertwined. Once you get those jotted down though, for every message, you can decide whether it serves you or not, whether you want to keep it or not. And if not, what you're going to replace it with. You know, one of the messages I had for so long was that a real job, nine to five job was stable. And then I got laid off without warning. And so I've just replaced that with, you know, freelancing. Having my freelancing business is stable because I always have multiple clients and multiple streams of income coming in. I'll never believe that old one again. I'll never believe that a nine to five is stable again because I know what can happen. Sometimes you'll have an experience that kicked you out of a, you know, like, kick the old message out of your head and allow space for a new one to come in. But you don't have to wait for an experience. You can also yourself decide this message no longer serves me. And here's one that I want to replace it with. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to reach out and talk about some of the messages that you have identified that you are examining, I would love to hear from you. You can get a hold of me at hello at liveworktravel.com on Instagram. Just send me a DM at liveworktravelig. And if you would like free business ideas for your own freelancing business, definitely hop onto my newsletter. It comes out every week on Thursdays and you can get that by signing up at liveworktravel.com forward slash newsletter. Thank you so much. And I'll be back next Monday with another episode. Mm -hmm.